Ellen Winter is all of us. At least every feeling I've ever felt, Ellen's debut album which celebrates its one-year anniversary today, speaks to everyone, while also offering great insight into a multi-talented artist. It hits the sweet spot between personal statement and universal appeal, with a spark of irreverent creativity. And if you're one of the folks who hasn't heard it yet, you're missing out on a fun ride. Every Feeling, released by CR Records, is everything that a debut album is supposed to be. It's a collection of 10 great songs, with Ellen's beautiful vocals complemented by a variety of different sounds ranging from up-tempo pop to slow and sultry jazz. That versatility is highlighted by the production because the music supports the vocal performance, the instruments don't overwhelm it. There's not a bunch of fiddly bits trying to grab attention. Instead the record has the confidence to let Ellen sound and her creative voice stand on its own, front and center. From a pure musical standpoint, it's one of the cleanest albums I've heard in years. But the flip side of that is the human element. Music that sounds outstanding is hollow if it doesn't have a heart or a message, and Ellen's put together a record that runs the gamut of the human condition. From lighthearted escapism to the ultimate fear of being alone forever, she's tapped into things that everyone can identify with and open them up like a sort of group therapy session. Every feeling works whether you're happy, sad, over it or not having a clue. It's also the end result of several years' worth of work by Ellen and all the people she collaborated with to get it across the finish line last fall. We had really been working on it for a while and it had been in post-production for a minute, Ellen explained. When COVID hit my producers Charles Wanless and Chris Littler and I were, like we need to release this music. We need to have something that we're really excited about. We re-engaged and kind of re-sparked our joy with a lot of it, thinking how do we make the most out of this really terrible situation? By releasing the album, it just opened up so many fun other things that we could make while we were stuck at home, honestly. It just felt like this is time, the songs need to meet people, the songs need to go make friends. Plus we felt like we'd really cracked it in terms of the sound we were going for. We were excited to expand the world of the album. One of every feeling's biggest strengths is that whether it's through the sound of a song or the lyrics that Ellen chooses, the album always feels like it's a warm hug no matter what it's talking about. That antithetical tone makes the hard things more accessible because the listener isn't afraid of them or going to end up depressed afterward. Instead we're able to step into these places feeling safe and like whatever we're going through, it's going to be okay. Finding happiness and comfort while still dealing with tough topics like heartbreak and self-criticism isn't easy, but every feeling I've ever felt has that figured out. There are songs that really are uplifting, Ellen said. And I feel like they were buoys for us in that year. That year was so hard. Especially mantras. Just working on that, and dreaming up the lyric video and reconnecting with the feelings, I think it was just as uplifting for us as I would hope it was for people who were listening to it. There's no better example of the sort of duality of the album than mantras and its accompanying music video. While the lyrics tackle some not-so-fun themes like loneliness and isolation, the song itself has a breezy tone to it that immediately inspires a smile. And the video, in which Ellen deals with said loneliness by constructing an Ikea-esque companion, is wildly fun reminiscent of AHA's classic Take On Me video. Me and the director, Alison Grasso, had a bunch of Zoom meetings. We were talking about the song and the lyrics of the song, and also just what felt urgent right now, Ellen said of how the concept came to be. I was so lonely. I was like I haven't seen my friends in forever. What is it to be outside? What is it to be alive in this time? And she came up with this really brilliant concept of well, what if you built a friend? 
What if you just made a friend that you got to do all those things that you miss doing? We just kind of started riffing off of that. Because then it's like what if this friend is built from stuff that I have in my apartment, that's maybe from other friends or from myself? To really lean into the idea that no matter where you are, you can find a friend in yourself, building out of what you have there and the resources available to you. The idea of this mystical IKEA brochure that appears was totally their idea, Allison and Colin Miller, who was our DP and cinematographer. They came in with this incredible best friend IKEA pamphlet. I was like this is absolutely genius, and then it just so happened the items that were on there, I was like, oh, I definitely have these. She laughed. So we were able to really finagle something that felt in conversation with itself. And that certainly made me feel less lonely in the process, because I got to make this super fun music video with my friends. Ellen Winter's Official Mantras Music Video Video Credit, Courtesy of Ellen Winter Yet there are also elements of every feeling I've ever felt that aren't so fun. Ellen doesn't pull any punches with the album either, she lets the listener into her head on a variety of topics, including actual voice memos from her life that pop up on the record. Songs like Kind of Love and Ghosts are vulnerable and not in the prototypical pop artist writing a sad song to show how deep they are kind of way. They're honest and Ellen is able to put into words what's going through a lot of people's heads. What made her willing to share so much of herself with the audience, and how was she able to go to those places? It was a journey, just like the record. Right before I launched the campaign for this album, I realized I was depressed. I re-acknowledged my anxiety disorder, I started going to therapy regularly, I made some big lifestyle changes, she recalled. I think that there's a difference between blatant positivity, and a regard for actually what is going on. We have to name the shitty shit. We have to name it, she continued. Can we name it and also laugh about it? Can there be joy in even the darkest of places and times? Even if the song itself or the lyrics are sad it's like okay, well maybe I'm going to get this really whimsical sample and throw it in there, or maybe I'll find something that makes me smile when I listen to it. Even if it makes me want to cry at the same time. That's just how I move through my life. It's how I cope. I have depression and anxiety and it's the irreverence that picks me up. There have been days, weeks over quarantine and the past few months when I didn't want to move, I didn't want to leave my bed, Ellen reflected. And it was a lot of being very gentle with myself, and taking it one step at a time. Sometimes that step was just smearing some fucking glitter on my face, because then I would look in the mirror and be like dang, I'm sad but I'm glittery. That's kind of nice. That's kind of funny. That's making me happy. Connecting with those small things that spark joy when I felt miles away is something that I hope to translate on the album. There's kind of no other time, I feel, where I need to smile or laugh or dance than when I'm really in a dark place. And so it brings me joy to hear that even sad songs can bring some comfort too. Ellen Winter in the Mantras Music Video Photo Credit, Alison Grosso and Colin Miller slash courtesy of Ellen Winter Every feeling I've ever felt is introducing Ellen Winter to the pop audience or more accurately, reintroducing, because she's been in the neighborhood for a while. Ellen has previously recorded both as a solo artist and with chamber band, and she and her frequent collaborator Chris Littler, who served as a producer on Every Feeling, are the duo behind the charmingly heartbreaking podcast musical 36 Questions. She knows how to get people's attention in a number of mediums. Yet there's a separate challenge in releasing a debut record that's essentially a mission statement, telling listeners who you are what you're going to do differently from thousands of other artists, and what your message is. 
Ellen is successful at making that introduction with every feeling because of her complete honesty. The album is messy and daring and quirky, and that's what makes it beautiful. Rather than being overly polished and present the Ellen Winter that people might want, she's giving us who Ellen Winter actually is. There was a process of letting people into her own story in some ways similar and in some ways very different to telling someone else's. In a lot of ways this album was a musical of my own life, she told me. It was my companion for many years, because these were the songs that I was writing when I was alone in my room and I had something that I needed to figure out or work through or express that was incredibly personal. This album became this collection of those moments. If I ever was lost in the lyrics I would be like what is it that I'm trying to say? What is the clearest way to say that? The difference between that and a musical narrative is that point of truth shifts to the character, she explained. It's kind of a Venn diagram because I'm still writing from truth, there's still shades of myself even when I'm writing from a character's perspective. But the core of the truth has to be through their eyes as opposed to through my own lived experience. In writing a musical narrative or writing in fiction, there are so many other parameters to the circumstance and the context of what words that character might use and how they might express them. So much of this album is my debut album I had to figure out for myself. I'm like how do I want to express this? How do I want this to sound? So many of these songs started as just vocals and piano, so we were really building them out and playing with all of the different synthesizers and arrangements, landing on what we wanted the album to sound like. That was also a big part of the story because the arrangement on every feeling is very different than say, the arrangement in 36 questions. That makes it slightly amusing that not too long after the release of every feeling I've ever felt, Ellen re-released 36 questions in an expanded version including her recordings of select songs. Was it a conscious choice to step back into fictional storytelling after pouring so much of herself into her debut album? Did the journey she'd just taken influence the way she looked at that material a second time? It was kind of faded timing. We were given that project right before quarantine. And it was nice because we were finishing every feeling and we were generating these covers for the 36 Questions album in conjunction with each other, she said. It feels good to be wrapping something up while you're opening something new, and I feel like we learned a lot about working remotely in every feeling that we were able to apply to the 36 Questions album. It didn't really feel like a break from my own brain because I was by myself in my studio and talking to my collaborators through a screen, she added. But it was a break from my own brain in the sense where I was like, okay, we get to live in a different world. This isn't about the world of my emotional processing. This is now the world of Judith and Jace, and Henry the Duck, of course. So that was a real treat to do. Every feeling I've ever felt is its own story. By the time you listen through all ten songs, it feels like a full sense of Ellen, like she's gotten everything off her chest and this picture of this segment of her life has been painted. It seems complete, in contrast to most first albums that try to leave audiences hanging. There's a serenity in that because the album is a journey. It's not just listening to a bunch of cool tracks, playing a couple of your favorites over again, and putting it to the side. It's a trip, from the opening self-deprecating chaos of my mind won't let my heart be to the beautiful stillness of knots at the end. We get to walk with her and experience these emotions and release these things alongside her, and those records are the ones that hold on. Yet with every successful album comes the question, what about the next one? Considering how much time and effort and energy Ellen put into every feeling, and how many other creative irons she has in the fire, it would be perfectly understandable if she'd planned to take a break before tackling a second album. But in true Ellen spirit, 
the follow-up is already percolating. I actually am working on another record right now. She revealed. It's very much a crying on the dance floor album. I'm writing a lot of songs and I'm imagining disco beats behind them, so we'll see how they turn out. Soul Science Lab, who are this rad music and multimedia duo, and I were both awarded the Brian Gallus Posthumous Fellowship Grant for Musicians through Space on Rider Farm in 2021. I wouldn't be able to be working on another thing if it wasn't for the generosity of the Gallus family in space. Because of them, I have the funds and the time to make another record. That is taking up a good chunk of my heart space at the moment and my creative energy. Chris, Littler, and I have also been developing a spooky musical podcast for a few years, so we're in the early stages of that. Those are the two big projects that are in my view at the moment. Wherever she goes next, whatever the next great adventure is, Ellen Winter is someone worth adventuring with. She's not only talented, she's genuinely unique, and she's not only unique but also inspirational. Her debut album took an incredible leap in putting her so completely at the forefront and in turn motivating listeners to completely embrace themselves. And she did that while making the most fun record of the year. That's an accomplishment we can all agree is awesome. Every feeling I've ever felt is now available on Apple Music, iTunes, Spotify and wherever else you get your music. The album is produced by produced by Ellen Winter, Chris Littler, and Charles Wanless. For more with Ellen Winter, be sure to visit her website, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Article content is, see 2020-2021 Brittany Frederick and may not be excerpted or reproduced without express written permission by the author. Follow me on Twitter at, at BFTVTWTR, on Instagram at, at VVGram.